another episode of the Sealess Villains Podcast, the cultivators of the comic culture. Tonight I'm here with E-Man, Red, Luke, and we've got a special guest tonight, artist extraordinaire, John Yang. Yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, Thanks for having me, John. Welcome How's to the show, doing? friend. Thank you. We're Thank doing you. Doing good on this Monday night. Uh, it's cold. What about you, sir? It's a little chilly up here. We're starting to dip down into like the high 40s at night, so that's cold here for us. Where's up so. here? Oh, am I supposed to disclose my actual like vicinities? <laughs> okay, you know, if you say, "Oh, I'm up here between you know Montana and Seattle," most most likely between uh, that little island right there in the Pacific Ocean somewhere. I don't know, you know, or you most, know, most most icely and Hawaii sort of thing. Most icely and Hawaii. Okay, <laughs> we, we pinpoint it down, you guys. He's between That's the, the Marshall the Marshall Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, that's I'm in, a lot uh, of radiation. I'm in, I'm in Northern California, so NorCal. NorCal. All right, yep. yeah. right on. All right. Hey, but the oh. two of us here. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I'm I'm yep. from the Bay. Red's from oh, nice. the Valley. So I grew up north of Sacramento. Oh, it's 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 our brethren here. I love it. And AJ, now, where where were you from, AJ? Same place I, where I am. Yeah, I grew up in the <laughs> 209. Uh, now, Eman, you say you're from the Bay. Come on, you're not from the Bay. I'm from the Bay. (laughs) Hold on. Let's where, 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 where? Just because I was in Manteca for about ten years, I'm still from the Bay. (laughs) Manteca, the slaughterhouse. (laughs) My name's Oakland. I'm in Oakland right now. The smell you get when you drive through Manteca. (laughs) Talk about derriere. I don't even know where Manteca is. Uh, south of Stockton, yeah, it's a good thing. Between Actually, Stockton and, Modest- and Modesto. Oh, okay. I think we, I think we went skydiving out there once. Around Lodi. You Lodi. There you Lodi. go. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. That's exactly I, it. I hate to say that that skydiving place is known to have at least five deaths. Stop. Stop. No, no, stop. No. Oh, welcome to the Sealess Villains podcast. <laughs> We we're red. We're, Come on, we're awkward red. is part of our middle name. Red is the king of awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you putting this crown on my head? Like I'm major oh, awkward here. I'm, I'm your. I'm your right hand man, though. I'm right there with you. I'm your John Stockton to Moses Malone. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> are are, are like, you my are you my assist man or, or red's assist man yeah i'll be bad look red's okay with sharing me i'm all right with joining <laughs> he's the stranger yeah. hand you're the, you're, you're the hand that i sit on the hand that just weird. comes in just hi oh yes <laughs> you guys are scaring our guest here you guys are scaring no, our guest it doesn't take much to scare me Let's not let's not test it though. <laughs> red, you heard him. Don't don't test it, Red. Don't go too far tonight. You know me. I'm, I'm an habitual line. That's crosser. what I'm worried about. Is that <laughs> I am worried you're, about you're you. a, a, a habitual what again? Line crosser. Oh, so. I see. I see. He's he's definitely the line crosser in our group. He he's the one that makes the comments that just. He's our friend, I but I understand if you don't that. like him. You know, you know what? I I could tell by the thread that we've been kind of having and all that stuff that 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 was his role. But I kind of feel like we need it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He's our, every he's our Howard Stern. He's the every Howard Stern group needs it. Yeah, he's our Howard yeah, Stern. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of these interviews can go same same, but not not with Red apparently. So. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. 
<laughs> Look at AJ. He's like, oh God, please oh, stop. stop. No. Man, I worked this hard to book this guy. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for all the delays, you guys. So no, thanks for having no me. worries, man. Oh, You're it's... a busy dude. You're in demand, so. I'm telling you, man. Porn star in church. It's all eyes on you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all uh, right. All right. I think I am, but you know. <laughs> How much time do you have with us so that we, you know, you know, uh, I, whatever it takes, I guess. You know what I mean. I, but I, but I understand that I'm, um, I'm, I'm a novelty that will wear off pretty soon. So. <laughs> no, 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 we will, we will go as, as, as long as we need. But I, 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 I don't want to keep you guys too long too. So, well, we don't want to keep that, you know, too long. We could yeah, be I, here. Yeah, we, we don't want to take away from whatever projects you've, you've got to work on. So. Yeah, there's a lot to be done, but uh, it's all good. Okay. It's all good. See, even John right. needs a break. That's the thing. See, look, right and now this plus is we're a all, break. We're all over forty, so we figured nine o'clock is the best time to stop. That would go to bed. <laughs> but John, are you forty? Are you forty as well, or? Uh, I'd rather not say. Okay. <laughs> he looks like a young twenty-nine-year-old Asian man. Uh, let, you know what the uh, you know since we're all partially Asian whatever it's okay right but uh, we 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 do our our normal thing where we are eternally youthful until we hit our wall and then it's like it's a mm -hmm. steep decline from there. <laughs> That's like so around 60, 65 yeah. when you look like, honorary. I have my Asian card though. I'm uh I'm a hundred percent white bread. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, th the thing is, is that when you hang around us enough, you kind of take on our traits and everything like that. So I, I, I in certain lighting and all stuff, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Hey, you oh, always need one in the group just in case they need to talk to police. <laughs> That's true. I don't even remember what your pre-flight questions were, so I'll do my best here. Okay, that's cool. It's really about reaching your fans and letting them get to know who you are a lot more rather than just sure. the artist. We want to know what's inside, what's deep inside John. You know? <laughs> How does he feel on a Wednesday when it's nice and rainy and he can't? Yeah, do, do you eat pho or ramen? That's that, that's a that's a tough one. I, I like them <laughs> no, both. It's a super choice. <laughs> he likes he likes ramen. He likes to combine yeah. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's my next uh, restaurant. Ideas. A fusion I Fromen. Ideas right here. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Fomen though? Fomen, not Fromen. It'd be, it'd be Fomen. Fomen. Uh, gotcha. Women can join too. We're not exclusive <laughs> to ladies. It's not exclusive to men, but it's faux. Nope. We oh, do not discriminate. No. All right, sir. We wanted to start it off with an icebreaker question. Um, we know that you've done some stuff with G.I. Joe. So, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow versus Deadpool and Deathstroke. Who would win? Just by sort of simple logistics, mutant healing factors and things like that. I like where you're going. I like where you're going. You'd have to give it to Deadpool and Deathstroke. However, sheer determination and the sort of synchronicity or whatever word you want to use there between the two, I'd have to say Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Is that not answering yeah. your question? So that's a political <laughs> answer. In these trying times, you're you're Wait giving a, a line. answer. He's trying to get the G.I. Joe votes and the Marvel comic book votes. He's trying to get both. He's playing politics very well right now is what he's doing. I'm well practiced during this uh, current time. In <laughs> Way to he's go like, with a non-answer. He's not trying to divide the group. He's trying to bring everyone together. I, I'm, a, I'm a uniter. He's a uniter. <laughs> 
I feel it. There's good people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. Why don't you bring us some information about how you got your career started and how you got into art? I think with, for most of us illustrators and everything like that, especially during art school, it was always kind of like a determination about what we wanted to do during art school, what we wanted to study, what we wanted to do afterwards. And um, I don't know if it's clear, but you know, I, I'm, I'm from an Asian family and just being an artist alone is already kind of like, no, 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 I'm not, not too sure about that and stuff. So, you know, I, I was always like, well, I'd probably have to pick something that I can make some money with. So I, I went into graphic design, but I always had this sort of like nagging sort of like passion to want to like illustrate and draw because that's what I loved. I, I loved comic mm -hmm. books as a kid and everything like that. But, you know, it was always a matter of like, well, I wanted to be in the creative fields, but what can I do to kind of like sustain some sort of living and things like that. So, you know, I went for graphic design for better or worse, you know, now in my sort of like older age, I'm like, if I could do it all over again, you know, things might be different and stuff like that, but you know, I'm here now. And so I, you know, not a lot of regrets and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's just a matter of like, you know, at that time. So I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll get into graphic design. So I, all the stuff that oftentimes you study in graphic design, I studied typography and layout and color theory, composition and all those things. At the same time, I always, I was doing illustration as well always hoping to kind of like employ some of that skills into my graphic design. Cause you know, anyone who's in graphic design, oftentimes you don't get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, right. I went on to have a lot of graphic design jobs out of art school. I moved out to the Bay area, got entrenched in the whole Silicon Valley stuff, did a lot of startup work, became art director for companies like eBay, some Adobe work and things like that. So I was kind of entrenched in the whole Silicon Valley sort of scene and stuff like that. Secretly, the reason why I actually moved out to the Bay Area was to kind of hopefully land a gig at like Pixar or Lucasfilm. And luckily enough, I landed at Lucasfilm and it was a really sort of like tough job. It was a PA job, but it was a super great learning experience. And also getting to surround myself with like amazing folks and that were there at the time, as well as folks that were there at the time too, in the past, like Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnston and all those legends of concept art, which is essentially what I wanted to get into. I wanted to get into designing for film. So at that point in time, a little while into the job, I started to work on Iron Man, and like that, the, the first movie. And nice. yeah, kind of just went from there and, you know, getting thrown little tidbits of design and stuff I just I loved it I you know gobbled it up and everything like that still doing my PA tasks and everything at the same time and um it was just a an amazing through osmosis sort of like learning experience and a lot of trial by fire but uh I oftentimes say that I'm lucky because it's a total dream come true I got to work on things that you know as you guys know as a kid sort they're, of like they're bible they're like bible yeah. for us our generation yes. I got to work on superheroes. I worked on the, on Iron Man 1 and 2. I worked on the Avengers movies. I got to work on Captain America Winter Soldier. I worked on, you know, I loved Voltron growing up and Godzilla. I got to work on Pacific Rim and stuff nice. like that. Um, I worked on movies like Transformers 2 and 3. And so, again, growing up as a, as a child of the 80s, that was just, Again, my yes. brain was just like, this is insane. This is so cool and stuff like that. And so, yeah, this that, that's something that's kind of always current thing in my life. I'm doing concept art 
also at the same time, I love comic books. And so an opportunity came up to kind of get more entrenched in, in that field and stuff like that. So now I'm doing a lot of sort of like variant covers and things like that. And again, more dream come true. I'm getting to work on covers for Batman and I'm doing, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe covers and, you know, everything like that. But even more so now in my own style and right, turtles right. And, and, and whatnot. And I've just been super blessed and super lucky to kind of have these opportunities to kind of, again, just make a living in art in the way that I, I see things. So I'm not John, I have to ask you this. You worked at Lucasfilm. Yeah. Have you met anyone from the original cast or have you met George? I have. I have walked by George. <laughs> <laughs> so got you got to, a whiff got of it. Smell him. <laughs> exactly. You got to smell George. Uh, oh, there's that's, yeah, that's I had to ask. <laughs> you know, there's there's and 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 there's and to be honest, it's like, you know, even before I was actually working there, I got to visit the ranch a bunch of times and and things like that and I've 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 gone to the ranch since I've worked there a bunch of times to see screenings and you know George has been there and, and whatnot. It's 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 not a thing. It's just that you know at the same time, I don't want to be like totally fanboying because if I I know that if I let my defenses down, it will be a bad scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm an employee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you're George Lucas. Hey? It's a pleasure. Were to you meet there you. for the transition yes. between Disney and you when he sold it off, or was that after your time? I was, yeah, I was. It was. Oh, you were there? Yeah. What yeah. was that like, the transition? Because that is something we have never even thought of. Like, it must have been, was it chaos? Was it natural? Was it... No, it was actually quite smooth and things like that. You know, it's, you actually, you know, I think that they've done a really, you know, when we were, when we were there, it was a really, they just did a great job of not letting it kind of be, intrusive in our sort of like daily lives and things like that. I don't want to give you guys the boring answer, but <laughs> there wasn't a lot of, you know, I guess turmoil. No, we like love that. the boring answer because that this is the stuff that you can't read in articles online. So our listeners are going to be like, really? Like what happened? I mean, $4 yeah, billion. Was, dollars. Was, we all know $4 billion happened, but we don't know like what happened to the artists who were working there and the designers and, you know, did you all get fired? Going, did you all... Did you become Disney employees? Did you? Yeah, essentially, basically, that's what it was. We became, you know, Disney employees and, and things like that. So, you know, got to go to the park for free every once in a while and stuff like that. Nice, um, nice. Funny story, though, is that I uh, I went down to Disneyland and, you know, we, we save up our sort of like, you know, free passes and things like that. You know, I'm, I'm going to go down there and we went down there for, uh, I think it was like May 3rd we went down, but we had driven all day. And so we were like, oh, we're really tired. You know, let's let's kind of just hang back today. We'll just go to yeah. downtown Disney and then we'll we'll hit the park hard tomorrow, you know? So you decided to cool go to because... Disney on May 4th instead. I don't want to really kind of like show my true colors here, but we had no idea it was May 4th. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! It's kind of like, uh, you know what, we'll just show up tomorrow. Uh, we'll be yeah. there. For anyone who doesn't know, May the 4th, of course, May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day right. around right. the world. Star Wars Day is May the 4th. So at the time, though, the funny thing is, is that it's a blackout day for employees. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> it's yes. a blackout. Of course it's a blackout day. Everybody's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, oh, so we had to wait an extra day and all that, which wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was still a lot of residual uh, 
Star Wars energy the day after May 4th, well, which is yeah, date, Revenge right? of the yeah, Revenge the of the Fifth is what, yeah. The fifth, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's our sort of like you got to be kidding me. I'm a I'm an employee. I can't get into the park, but oh well, it is what it damn, is. Damn, damn the house of mouse. <laughs> Treat your employees better. <laughs> I don't say anything like that. I'm you know I don't want to get. I don't want to have the satellite that's orbiting around me eviscerate me. <laughs> like the boys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Well, there's always a Death Star put at somebody. <laughs> All you have to remember is America, we are the Death Star. We are the evil empire. <laughs> the empire crumbles. Um, so, John, let me ask you this real fast then. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, you know, growing up in an Asian household, you know, I'm, I'm sure mom and dad were like doctor or lawyer. And he said, yep. designer. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What's I didn't happened? even say designer. I said, I said artist. Artist. Yeah, it's oh, one step man. from engineer. One step from engineer. Man. <laughs> I don't want to be gonna sell out like a designer. You're going to be an artist. artist, man. No, You're but, move... but the funny, but the funny thing is, is that I did try to sell it as like, I'll become like an industrial designer or like an architect and all that stuff. But yeah. Here's the here's the other thing showing my true colors as an Asian. My math sucked, so I was like, I knew I wasn't going to be those things either. <laughs> but I think my math sucked great. because I, I think in my heart of hearts I really just wanted to draw Spider Man and so that. So, so yeah, it was it was a it was a lot of like sort of convincing I wasn't going to totally, you know, flush my 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 life down the drain and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, which I still might be in the process of doing. Who knows? And some of that, you know, but um, I highly doubt was... that, sir. So you're working there and you've got mm-hmm. this amazing job. You Disney Disney doesn't let you in. You go back 2012. The, the merger happens and you're happy. So what is then the transition to the next part? Did they was it like you want to do something new or was it like um, Lucasfilm was just looking for a different talent or what was the transition like? Well, again, I can't say too much about that stuff, but, you know, I think the the, the good stuff that happened was that, you know, I think that um, there was the opportunity to kind of work on more content and stuff like that, right? So, you know, more more movies and, you know, obviously the, the new set of uh, Star Wars movies and, and, and all those things, that was kind of like the next thing, you know, that everyone kind of like jumped into, so... And then also too, you know, getting more ingrained with like the Marvel stuff and everything like that was also like an awesome experience too. So did, um, did you work closely with Andy Park? Not so much. Uh, we're kind of more on the visual effects uh, side of the the design stuff. But you know, there was a lot of times we got opportunities. So I helped design like the uh, Mark II Whiplash and Iron Man Two oh, and things nice. like that. Yeah, nice. mind blown right there. <laughs> helped design That's a lot cool. of stuff for the Hulkbuster and stuff like that. So lots of good. And and that's a, the, the, the thing that I think that, you know, I always want to let people know is that with any one thing that's designed, whether it be world building or, or asset building or anything like that, oftentimes in movies, it really takes a village. Like there's so many people that are kind of involved from the design stage of it, even down to like, you know, the people who are modeling and building and, all those things like and every stage of the way there's just more and more sort of like coolness that's added on and layered on so that at the end what you guys see is just and i, I you know as you guys know the hulk hulkbuster fight is just 
amazing, you know. Wait, okay, so you're designing the Hulkbuster. So are you then working with guys like Addy Greenoff and um, Bendis and those guys? Because those guys have a ton of like from the first iron, they have like the summit where they all meet. So are you working with those guys at all? The other comic guys in 2000, what would it be, 2006? There, 2000? There, there's opportunities to work alongside those guys a lot too. But, you know, and, and also too, there's always this progression of things. And, you know, later on what happens is that, you know, those guys start moving on to other films, whereas we start the design aspects and, and working out scenes and things like that that need to be done, then there's elements of stuff that it just naturally happens is that they, you know, we have to figure out certain aspects of the asset or, or the world and all stuff that still needs further fleshing out, which we then get involved with, which has always kind of been the sort of great thing about Industrial Light Magic is that even from a point of view of just being a visual effects house they also do have concept artists and they have their own design studio and things like that so that's always kind of been a sort of uh good sort of real benefit of working with you know industrial light magic is that there's there's also folks that can design stuff too as well as just build it and stuff so the hulkbuster then so we're seeing tony stark he's calling the hulkbuster it's coming in so give us a give us a part of that that's yours then, and we'd be like that is John's. One of the things is that I you know they, there was always kind of like this idea that when the Veronica system let go of all of its parts, so I helped design a lot of those flying parts, um, and how they sort of like attach onto this to to the suit and sort of form the suit. A lot of the things like the uh, the there's a whole bunch of things, but one of the things that kind of stands out is the when the Hulkbuster's hand gets caught in this mechanism, the sort of like Hulk cuff and everything like that, yeah, you know, design that stuff. And when when more and more parts of the Hulk gets ripped, the Hulkbuster gets ripped apart. New parts are coming, and mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. So, so that's, that's the new parts. That was that, and yeah, you guys kind yeah. of roundtabled it, and then you're and then you go in and start designing it, right? And then you know, uh, with a big aspect of the Hulkbuster too that. You know, it was also fun was designing sort of like scenes and things like that, like things like the super punch and, you know, the big sort of like RT blast and, and whatnot. So that stuff was always cool. I could seriously wow. sit here and like break down these scenes for the next day <laughs> because this is like nerd like honey on my soul right now. Seriously. <laughs> I know we've only got a short time. AJ, go for it. <laughs> Well, you know, one thing I did realize was um, when we spoke prior, um, you did state that Pacific Rim was your best experience. You've worked on a lot of things. What? Why was that one specific, your favorite experience? I, I, I think that for Pacific Rim, you guys already kind of understand the basic premise is this. It's giant robots and giant monsters, right? Mm-hmm. right. So that alone, to me, is some of the coolest. Yeah. Can I swear on the show? Ah, yeah. Oh, right, man. Fuck yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, little listeners, but uh, it's that's some of the coolest shit that you can work on. It is, and and I and I mentioned earlier is that I loved like the classic Godzilla Mothra sort of uh, movies, and then you and I loved Voltron and stuff like that as a kid, right? And I loved all that giant Robo stuff and. I just had to be a part of that, right? And working on Transformers and everything like that, that, that stuff was super cool. 
you know, and I, I think the the only thing that kind of like sort of regretful in terms of Pacific Rim was the fact that, you know, I think at the time a lot of people were kind of like wanting something fresh and something new and something. What was happening a lot of times was people were complaining about properties kind of getting put through the Hollywood ringer and, you know, things kind of like not really kind of living up to to those expectations in terms of like, and you always hear, you know, ruining people's childhoods and things like that. But, you know, the fact that we got to work on something that was kind of original do you know what i mean there were these right. this wasn't a property that was kind of well known it was it was developed originally for for film and things like that so you know I, the fact that it wasn't more well received was kind of like my only sort of like you know that was kind of a bummer and everything like that because i think after the fact everyone was like oh my god this is like an amazing movie but you know at the same time i was like if only you saw it on you know on imax and things like that like true imax you know that it would have been mm -hmm. like amazing and it and I did see been... Pacific Rim one on was. IMAX, yeah. and I just want to say for me, it was one of the best movies of the year for me. Yeah, it blew yeah. all my expectations away. And I gotta all say, it's one of those. I gotta say, it's one of those movies where it's like it's literally like. I guess for me, like I love like I, a movie I could watch over and over and over again is Top Gun. Like yeah. because. <laughs> To some degree, it's it, I don't have to think too much, and I'm not saying that it's a dumb movie. I'm just saying that it's just it knows what it is. It's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's just pure exhilaration and corny humor that you don't have to like think too hard about. You don't. That, like, but the cast, I mean, you have Idris Elba, you have Charlie Hunnam, you got yeah. Rob Perlman. The cast is insane. And yeah. plus, you got to work with um, Guillermo del Toro. I mean. And what was, was like next, working with him? And that was my next point in terms of like what really made it enjoyable was Guillermo. Like, nice. Just Thank the you. fact that, yes, literally, like, you know, I, and this is my, I always say this is that he was a nerd for us and we were a nerd for him. And it was yeah. just, just such a good sort of like, we, we trusted each other so much. And it was just such a fun vibe all the time and stuff like that. He and, is the nerd you know, overlord. He really is. He is. He is. And he knows his stuff. And he and he knows when it's like when it's when it's cool. He knows it's cool. Do you know what I mean? And oftentimes it's and if he and if he hadn't and if he hadn't anticipated something, but he knows it's cool, it's totally okay. And he's he's totally down for that. Do you know what I mean? And it yeah, was yeah. just now, do you know experience. why he didn't go to number two? Because number two was, I was like, wait, wait, where's, where, where's, where's Idris, Pacific Rim? Where's everyone, yeah. <laughs> where's Pacific Rim? What happened? I loved yeah. it. And then number two came and I was just like, what happened? What, what's going on here? Now, did you work on number two as well, John? No. 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 Okay. Just, just one. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was very evident you didn't work on number two, John. The style, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The style was so different. The 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 tone was different. The tone too. was, yeah. the mood was, everything was different. Yeah. And I and I just went, this is, this is not as good as number one. <laughs> I, but I, I, I often say that, and I, and I think that this is also kind of like a bit of a, I guess a, a, a bit of a metaphor for my work and all that stuff too is that, and I think that oftentimes too people are like, why are you spending so much time rendering and you know doing this, layering this on top of this? And I'm not trying to like just overkill stuff, but what happens is that, and 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 even with like Pacific Rim One, was that 
all the little stuff that you saw even down to the visual effects and things like that like just the giant hull of gypsy danger and it's rising out of the water and the water is just sheathing off the hull and things like that and the and then the rain is still on top of it and there's just all this layering and layering and layering of stuff that ultimately what happens is that it builds and builds and builds and builds until it's like the cumulative effect of what you guys appreciate as something that's truly epic and awesome do you know what i mean yeah, and yes. and i think that when you sometimes and i'm not saying that two did this but i think that sometimes it depends on the situation if you're if you're not careful and you kind of are, are just worried about the coolness of stuff then you're 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 cutting out some of that stuff that foundational stuff that builds up and builds up and builds up that ultimately I think whether fans realize it or not, it resonates with them and they know something's missing. You know what we I mean? We re we realized it without realizing it. Yeah. Right. You know, because right. I think those those layers of rendering, what you just said, I I feel like it was like fifty percent of what one was. They went like, All right, let's just get this movie out. Guillermo's not here. Two wasn't a bad movie, but you could tell it wasn't the really intense feel that number one was. Yeah, and, and and again, I'm not saying that this was the case with two, but I think that with some movies too, it's like um, even from the story, the way that they craft the story, they edit the story, you know, all that stuff is is again layers and layers and layers that builds up and stuff like that. And working on and working on one and and getting to do like you were just saying, like you know, something that you know people are like that wasn't a big part, but for me, it was kind of like as a as a nerd who loves mechs and everything like that getting to work on the the interior of the compods and how the pilot jack into those things and you know the mm. the, the the sort of like you know sort of mega foot apparatuses and all stuff and how they move compared to how the robot moves like you just said like to me that was like nerd boy dream come true to, to design that stuff you know what i mean to me it was like macross came to life I mean, is there anything else that you can tell us? There's got to be more. I like to ask a question. I mean, would you prefer the the Voltron cockpit cockpit versus the the um, the Jaeger cockpit? Well, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like you know, it it depends on the thing, right? Because you know, when I was younger and I loved Voltron and how like you know the lions and all that stuff and all those separate sort of like components and everything that stuff is like super cool like and the fact that you're piloting a lion doesn't make a lot of sense but it's so cool you know what i mean and yes. the fact that it goes through the tunnels and all the the elements the you know through the forest or through the lava and all that stuff like that stuff is just so cool but then you watch things like bubblegum crisis and everything like that and how the suits integrate into a mech and everything like that yeah. And how exactly. there's like a suit within a suit, you're like, oh my god, that blows my mind. And I think that's always kind of the thing that attracts me to like things like anime and everything like that. There's yeah. such a there's such an innovation of ideas and things like that, right? And that stuff has always been mined into you know our Western culture now, even more so than before. You know what I mean? So yeah, I it's hard to say. Like it's if yeah. if. If it's something that's cool, you know it's cool. And if it's something we've never seen before, that's even better. You know what I mean? So, so have you yeah. been called upon to do the Gundam movie yet? That's that's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> I know there's a Gundam movie Seriously. coming coming down the line, and we need the mind of a John Jang on that. Like, have they called we you for that you. yet? Let me let me let me tell you guys something about NDAs and everything like that. 
things are in initial development, that's really when they're in effect. You get the contract, <laughs> so... <laughs> you sign it, you get that first check, baby, and you're you're locked in. But it would be it would be totally an it would be totally an honor. Like you know, there's there like I said, there's certain things that you know you get to work on and everything yeah. like that that just yes. are like. Sometimes you're just, but when you get a call and you're like, oh my God, I have no time, but. Don't oh, make that time. I will make that time. Yeah. I don't need to eat. I don't need to sleep. You know, as you guys know, I've had to cancel on this podcast interview a bunch of times because my schedule and everything like that. But yeah, you're just, you you, you 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 have to find a way to make it happen. Because you know there's not oftentimes that, the, you know, you get an opportunity to crack at these things and stuff. So, but you know, you got to balance it with some, uh, you know, work-life balance too. So. Yeah. It, that, sure. But that's the hard thing is that as an artist, you're, for me, and, and it, it, it's a discipline thing. You, you have to be disciplined about making sure you're, there's some sort of delineation between your work and, and life and things like that. But the fact that we love this stuff so much, it's, it's hard. It becomes, it's not work. It's just, <laughs> it's just what we do, which is, right it could be a danger you know what i mean if you enjoy what you do it's not work that's true exactly two quick questions here on those mechs where were you like any sort of like a lead designer in all of the on any of them and and you could say that was the one that i mainly like created or anything like that well i think that because it was the main one you know i think a lot of people's hands touched gypsy danger Gotcha. And stuff like that, you know, uh, getting to work on like the chain chain sword for Gypsy Danger was like super cool. Yeah. Things like that. You know, I always get asked the question, like, why didn't he just pull out the sword? Why didn't Gypsy Danger just pull out the sword from the very beginning? And I'm like, if you know anime, yeah. And how <laughs> you gotta anime build is up, done, baby. You, you gotta, gotta, you build, gotta build up. Yeah, you gotta build up the you suspense. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? You gotta you gotta you gotta wait for the for the right moment to split that kaiju in half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like a woman, you know, if you if it's too fast, then uh, she's gonna break up with you. You know, you gotta build it up. <laughs> you, know, you gotta you gotta simmer it. You gotta you know coax it, bring it out. I thought red was gonna be the inappropriate one. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming from the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny that, right? <laughs> you got to warm up the oven before you stick in the turkey. <laughs> That's right. Yes, oh. and we are talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> we just lost half of our viewership. <laughs> but we gained another half. So yeah, we're exactly. <laughs> we, gained, we gained a good half without that one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, also getting work on, like, Cherno Alpha and stuff like that was, like, super cool you know right i thought that was a that was a more unique sort of design and and, and things like that so and, and another one i got to work a lot on too even though we didn't see on screen was coyote as well so love 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 coyote that that was idris alba's mech oh okay okay oh yeah yeah, yeah you only got to see a piece of it during a at least a dream sequence yeah, for yeah Marco's and I got to work on stuff like, you know, the, the nuclear payload on Striker and stuff like that. So that was oh, like, okay. super fun and super cool. Oh, and, cool. you know, and also, too, like when you get to design an asset, like I said, then you start working on like keyframes and things like that. So I got to help keyframe and paint up like what the nuclear explosion would look like and everything like that. And, you know, and then working on little bits of like leather back. And then we got to work on the, like the big EP, you know, sequence and things like that. So. Lots of cool stuff. 
Nice. And then, like, I you mean, know, like I said, with, with, with the chainsaw, getting to show how, like, Otachi gets split in half and everything like that. So my reference library for, like, really grotesque sort of, like, you know, animal <laughs> parts and the kaiju, stuff yeah, you the guys kaiju don't want to see. It's, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. No, I was just going to say the kaiju guts were some of my favorite parts of, uh, of number one. Oh, yeah. Getting to work on Otachi's sort of, like, bulge stack and everything like that, like... <laughs> And getting to figure out how like the membrane kind of like stretches and things like that and you know then i'd, I'd also help design like the, the tongue and when it starts spewing out the acid and stuff it's just again nerd boy dream yeah, exactly. so fun well with all the the work that and the projects that you do have what do you do on your downtime and what other you know, other than illustrating, what other hobbies do you have? I mean, I know you're a sneakerhead because we've talked about it a little bit. <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a sneakerhead. I'm not like, I'm not super hardcore. And 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 to be honest, I actually wear my sneakers too. So yeah, I um, don't. So <laughs> also, so none of your shoes are what do they call dense stock? You you you, you wear stock. them all, right? No. You actually have a I, crease on your sneaker, right? <laughs> I, I I do I do I have a, a break in my, a lot of my sneakers and things like that. So it's uh, like yeah. me. I I read my comics. Like I buy like a five thousand dollar comic and I'll read it. So people are like, "You read it?" Oh man! <laughs> I'm like, oh, I really? don't fucking care. I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> I I only collect a little bit, but you know I do like to. You know, I have a couple kids that so we like building models and things like that, like Gundam models and 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 whatnot together, and you know we enjoy you know, watching the Mandalorian and things like that. Um, right, right. You know, we like to nerd out and stuff. And I try to say I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not trying to be an influence, but it is kind of through osmosis, you know, rubbing off on, on them and stuff like that. Do a little bit of running and things like that. But, you know, other than that, just kind of always working to be completely honest. Um, it's kind of boring, and especially during the pandemic and things like that. You know, I'm, we are kind of like keeping our sort of like social distance and things like that from mm -hmm from everybody so right, yeah. yeah but you know it's it it's been i i, I kind of say it's it's a uh, we were kind of built for this <laughs> you know we you know we we do miss our, our a lot of our you know seeing our friends on a normal basis and not seeing our family and stuff like that but you know at the same time it's i think it's it's for the best right now but you know we were kind of built for it so we're just kind of like always at home we're homebodies and stuff like that so i feel like 2020 has been like a nerd's dream <clears throat> year <laughs> like we just get to sit home, watch, like play video games, like collect comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's making fun of us anymore. They're like, you guys are actually ahead of the curve. Yeah, the, the anti-social introverts are having the blast right now. Okay? We are, we are, we are ruling 2020. <laughs> it, it it has really kind of been like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's it's been unfortunate. Like I, I think they're. You know, not to be a downer, but you know, a bunch of friends have kind of like moved out and stuff like that. But we haven't been able to kind of really throw them goodbye bashes and things like that and and whatnot. And you know, that's been a bit of a bummer and all that. So hopefully, we can kind of uh, make up for that when this is all over and stuff. Hopefully, soon they said that there's a vaccine, so we'll see yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Do you? Uh, what's your sneaker like collection like right now? I mean, how many sneakers do you have? Do you know? I don't have a lot. I would say I have about, so again, I wear mine. So I kind of have about like sort of like 
I think anywhere between eight to nine pairs in rotation and stuff like that. Okay. All right. But you know, like I said, we live in, we live in, we live in Northern California. So it's like, you know, space is at a premium. When I get a pair, I have to kind of give up a pair. (laughs) Oh, I see. I see. see. Growing up as a kid, um, were you a big time comic collector? Mm, Okay. So I don't want to sound like a complete poser and stuff like that, but I, my main collecting sort of like decade was in the nineties and stuff like that, as I think most of us, you know, kind of have a lot of fond memories for those, for those times, you know, it was a great time, but it was also a time that broke a lot of things and and whatnot. Um, It got too good. It got too good. Yeah. It was too much cake. We all ate too much cake and then we all threw up. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great way of putting it. I've never, I've never heard it put that way. Um, but yeah, you know, I, as a kid, I, I loved, I loved the stuff that I could get my hands on as well. So like, uh, the Salbasimas and you know the, you know some of the Ditkos and things like that, and you know, mm. Steranko and you know those sorts of guys. I loved as a kid when I was much younger, and then I kind of stopped. You know, there was this. You get into this weird period of like you're you kind of stop collecting right you're hitting puberty and you're like do i do i do we go for comic books or do i go for like the jerbo jeans or no do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but for us jinko Jinko or 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 cross color color. (laughs) we just aged ourselves with that that one right there (laughs) um jinko and so so i kind of Mm -hmm. stopped for a bit and then I just happened to go into a comic store and um, I saw, I think it was ASM 298, 299. And it was like, still like, at the time when it was like, uh, it was on like the spinner rack and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and, wow. The and, I, and, I could, and I could flip through it and all that stuff. And just, just the cover alone was like, what the heck? And I looked through it and I'm like, what are these chunky webs? Why am I seeing the bottom of Spider-Man's oh, yes. feet and stuff like that? And my mind just kind of was like melting and things like that. And of course I, I got sucked right back, right back in. And that's when I was like, I have to, I have to, I have to do this. And then I, you know, and then <clears throat> right about that time you, you find like the Wills guys and Jim Lee and I, I love Rob Weifeld and all that stuff too. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know that whole era was was awesome it was you know a really great time and so i loved all that stuff and i wasn't like super hardcore into collecting and i think for a little while too i kind of like contributed to the whole like you know power bag this and hologram that and stuff right, like that right, so right, right. and then it kind of like fell out as we all know and stuff like that yeah it's um, coming back all those variants though well i kind of feel like we might be in that era right now and i might be <laughs> contributing it to to it in uh from the creator side i don't know but um hopefully not and so i always argue though that you know right now especially with like with uh cover variants for artists and things like that i think the big differentiation is that an un, unlike sort of like a gimmicky thing that's like an hologram or like a a card or a poly bag and stuff like that these are sort of like unique in terms of like artists and things like that you can follow and you can collect a specific artist's work you right. can also 
I don't want to say gimmick, but like a unique thing that you can kind of find in a book and things like that, because these artists are getting the opportunity to touch these covers and, and whatnot. And, and the fact that, you know, you got guys like Delato and Matina and you got, you know, folks like Peach and Kel and Alan and all these guys just really bringing their own voice to the whole thing. Like you're always getting something fresh in my opinion so well the the way i see it is and i I think i've said this before i'm very much pro variant covers the way i look at it is i consider that being an art collector you know there's Mm -hmm. there's people who who go to art galleries and they may not be able to afford an original basquiat but you can buy prints of uh, a mona lisa and things like that and it's just essentially the same thing you're you're collecting art it's just our forms of art are, are superheroes. It just it just doesn't seem that people understand that, especially a lot of people who say that, you know, this is uh, so-called ruining the industry. I don't think it is because I like to think of that as you are an art collector. I mean, these are very limited. It's not mm-hmm. like there's hundreds of thousands of copies of these books, you know? Right. I mean? You bring up a great point is that unless it's a DC or Marvel book and all that stuff, you know, especially with like the smaller publishers and everything like that, the fact that, you know, for a large run, if you're going to have anywhere between only 500 to like 700 copies, that's pretty rare. And so like that, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, like what you said is that it's always refreshing itself because what happens is that, you know, at any point in time, any hot artist and all that stuff, there's always a new crop of people that are coming in and something like that that brings and rejuvenates that sort of the art styles that are that are prevalent in in the variant you know market and stuff like that and also the fact that i think that the the variant market actually tries to do things where it is allowing different styles to be shown on these variant covers because i think that yes. oftentimes with like the mainline books which are beautiful and great onto themselves there's a certain sort of like brand that always needs to be represented the retail variants like peach's style is 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 not what you would think is comic booky i guess and all that stuff you know what i mean but it's so unique and things like that you know what i mean and it's vastly different from like matina's style you know perillo style and that's what's great about is that there's such a wide variety of stuff that i think is available for for people to kind of find and really latch onto right it brings really good artists out that wouldn't normally get a chance i think right yeah Yeah. for sure was going into variant covers was that ever something you ever wanted to do or was that just something that you kind of fell into so i guess i'm gonna um divulge a little bit more of my you know comic book ignorance and everything like that here um the, the the honest truth of the matter is that i've i've been doing conventions for a long time and things like that and I was always doing my art and, and whatnot and um, going to conventions. And I was really strictly focused on <clears throat> my art and prints and things like that. But I would always kind of like walk by these certain like um, vendors and, and, and their booths and everything like that, comic book vendors. And I would see these beautiful covers and I'm like, what the hell? Like, where's DC and Marvel getting these guys and and, and, and gals like paint? And they're fully painted covers. Like, they're you know. And I love the comic book style, but like these were like just full on concept art painty sort of like you know covers. And I was just like, I 
I don't know what it is, but these things are beautiful and I, and I gotta be a part of it. Like, how do I be a part of it? And I didn't really understand what they were when someone would say like a retailer variant and stuff like that. But I was always getting retailers like saying, we'd like to have you do a cover. We'd like to have you do a cover and things like that. And I'm like, sure. Like, you know, I'll do, I'll do a cover. Um, but kind of nothing kind of really ever kind of like panned out, but I owe a lot to, um, Sean Adachko and, and comics elite, you know, Sean was always kind of a really enthused supporter of my work and things like that. And he was like, Sean is great. Sean is seriously a great, like he's just straight up, you know, there's yeah. no, there's no like B side to Sean. He's all a side. You know what you're going to get. It's Sean all the way. Love Sean. With Sean, it is exactly what you get. There's no sort of like fluff around it or anything like that. But you can tell that he's really passionate about this stuff too. You know what I mean? Right. And he would see my work and he's just like, oh my God, I got to get you on a cover and everything like that. And it was kind of, again, one of those things that kind of just never kind of until the stars aligned in Emerald City one year. And um, I it was like, I think 2016. And he was like, are you going to be here for a little while? And I was like, I was like, yep. He never came back. <laughs> a couple of, of uh, guys came up to my table and were looking at my stuff. And I didn't really know who they were. And they were like, hey, we're editors from DC and everything like that. And we were actually recommended uh, coming up here by Sean Hidachko and everything like that. And, you know, I think we might have you work on some some DC books. And I was like, right on you know what i mean like i'm i'm down for it and then they were telling me that it was like so what we're thinking about because one of the things is that i had you know sort of like a zombie-ish looking sort of joker and it was like so what we're going to do is we're going to do a sort of zombie-ish horror version of some of the dc characters and we think that you have great style for that and whatnot so i was like i'm ready and that's when i did deceased number one with the joker and that was sort of like my first variant and stuff like that so it was a it was a big break i think for me and and i think that it, it was pretty well received and you know kind of just went from there so is can we say then that was your first published cover was deceased number one uh no i've had other pub i've had other covers that were published but i think that was probably my first variant that was published got it what was your what was your very first one do you remember there was there was a couple independent books that were so sort of like small that I don't think that they're published. I don't know. Like when we're let, let's, let's, let's define. Like we could never right? find them. <laughs> well, Jim Lee has Samurai Santa, John. So we're not judging here. <laughs> right. It, I would say it's almost like Ashcan level sort of stuff. And, and stuff. Oh, okay. It was, uh, there was one called Zecta. There's, I, it was all another published one that does have like, I guess an ISBN is um, Tales of the Moonlight Cutter. That's, that's another published independent book that I did. A okay. Vari of variant Hunters, you're hearing it first. Go start chasing John Jang's first cover. I think I have a Tales from the Moon somewhere on there. Of course you would. Do you really? <laughs> Red, yeah, I think I picked some... it up at WonderCon, but I gotta go find it. Dude, Red's got some <laughs> obscure stuff. I know he does. He probably has it. I mean, you you've there. been at one. I've seen your booth at San Diego. I'm not quite sure. Do you frequent WonderCon as well? A little bit more pinpointing of where I am. I only subscribe to the OG WonderCon. I that's the only WonderCon for me. The one okay. in San Francisco. Yeah. Hey, hey, John. Do you think you'll do interiors ever? Don't get me wrong. Like when I was younger, and like I said, when you had amazing 
artists that were able to have that level of, of fidelity show up mm -hmm. in their interiors too, like the Jim Lees of the world, Todd McFarlane and things like that. You know, and the beautiful compositions of like Saranko and Sakembich and things like that. You know, I just don't know if I'm any good at it. <laughs> like I've done storyboards and everything like that. I guess my my issue would be, like I said, I build up a lot of stuff tirelessly to kind of get certain rendering and you know all those things and i i think that just to be able to produce a book in a timely manner i think in the way yes. that i would want to it would be like a and don't get me wrong like i love i just love his stuff it's just so mind-blowing and breathtaking but travis charay and all this stuff i think he probably suffered a little bit from the same thing it was like you know it's just he wanted his interiors to have, and don't get me wrong, I love the fact that his interiors are as beautiful as his covers and, and things like that, but I just don't know if it's viable to kind of pump out a book like that. You know what well, I mean? What about um, <clears throat> maybe not so much working with uh, like a company like DC or Marvel, but maybe doing a, a create your own? Have you ever, has that ever crossed your mind? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's always the big, I think that you ask, yeah, I think if you ask any any creative person, I think that's always kind of been the thing that if we could kind of do our own creator work, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I think that most of us would be like, if we could do our own creator thing, like that'd be Everest, I think for a lot of us. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that'd be a, a pinnacle. I think a lot of us are are striving for and things like that. And the fact that if we can make it successful and everything like that too, like who knows, right? I think if we if we could, it would be a great thing to, to try to achieve. And um, you know, go ahead. You're, you're, so, you're so right because what companies are doing now, and I think Marvel and DC, from that 90s crash now they're playing it safe with a lot of their titles so they're putting 15 16 tw even 20 guys you'll look and there's 20 guys on one title right mm -hmm. so they're hedging their bets to make sure that this title is going to come out right mm -hmm. whereas in, it's 1960 it's asm like number three you've got three guys producing the whole thing right <laughs> yeah you've got i think, the, you've I think got there's yeah, I think there's something to be said about that sort of like magic in a bottle that, you know, when maybe there's, and I don't know, like, you know, maybe it does take a lot of like a deep sort of like brain dive with a lot of people, but I think sometimes too, when there's not that many people involved and it's just like, you know, few people sort of like kind of really hashing out ideas and, you know, passionate and fighting for them and things like that. And also mm -hmm. too, you know, yielding when they need to like mm -hmm. there's a lot of lightning in a bottle sort of instances that are happening there i can only imagine uh, what do you prefer more of more than more of a digital media or would you actually go back and like pen and paper uh it really kind of depends like I, I think occasionally too you know oftentimes now i'm i'm still doing some actual sort of traditional work that's mixed in with the digital work and things like that i i think i get asked a lot what what is my medium it is kind of all over the place Sometimes I'll do renderings at first. Sometimes I'll do line art and stuff like that. And then I'll go and render. Um, sometimes I'll use a little bit of watercolor and, you know, things like that too. There's 3D modeling in my work and everything like that. It's just kind of, my, my philosophy is I just kind of do whatever it takes to kind of get the look that I want and stuff. I really don't kind of limit myself to just one medium, I guess, so much anymore these days. Right, right. Okay, uh, Luke and Red, any other questions? <clears throat> 
I think it's Eman's uh, sharpshooter questions or rapid fire questions. Oh, rapid. What, what, gotta... what, what are these? So I just shoot off 10 questions over to you, John. Just 10 quick little questions. We just want to know, you know, a little bit more about you. And uh, it's one of those uh, things where you just have to answer quickly, whether you know the answer to this or not. Okay. Rapid fire, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you can't think about it. It's not one of those things where we're going to priest it. It's one of the, oh, snap. Okay, french fries. Just answer. Okay. All right. You best. ready for this? Yeah. 10 yep. rapid fire questions for you and go. Favorite movie? Pacific Rim. Favorite song to draw to? Just Like Heaven. Who is your favorite Batman? West. Autobots or Decepticons? Autobots. Favorite fast food? Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the real answer, but we'll go ahead and I accept it. <laughs> Beach and I'm, a I'm a vegetarian now, too, so I'm like, what? Oh, see, you know... You said something else. It's all right. <laughs> Beach it. and it. sunny or snowy mountains? Beach and sunny for sure. I iPhone or Android? Oh, iPhone. I'm sorry. Xbox yeah. or PlayStation? PlayStation. Gypsy Danger or Devastator? Devastator. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was expecting. <laughs> all right. That's it for the rapid fire questions right there. Vegetarian, nice. man. I should have thought of something else. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have thunk it, man? <laughs> and John, you're an in demand artist, but can fans uh, message you for commissions? Is your list open yet? So my list is not open. Uh, okay. It's pretty deep right now. Um, and with all the sort of like uh, freelance gigs and variant covers and things like that, I'm buried under a huge buried. Uh, list of sorry commissions guys I still he's, need don't to even to. ask him don't <laughs> ask him he's he's buried he's, uh... i hope to i hope to nail some of these i can feel the heat vision of hate coming from people who are waiting on stuff for me and Homel I'm, homelander's I'm, eyes are starting to glow yeah i'm i'm, I'm so john, john i just want to have I, a talk with you and he's, <laughs> the 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 responsible me has to say no commissions for now and stuff like that okay. but I hope to open it up um, again awesome. soon once I can I can tackle some of these that I have That's on my exciting. plate already. And uh, what future projects can we see you in? And if you want to plug any of your socials as well, please. Well, we uh, you guys saw that the Ronin two with big big time collectibles recently dropped and that two. that sold I sold. I ordered two. Yep. Did two. you really? Yes, I ordered two. I was like, I gotta nice. get this one. This one's dope. E-Man got like, two. I, I got missed two. out, but yeah, I missed out. Oh, nice. Man. And see, did you notice? I was like, hey, John, John, <laughs> John sold out. <laughs> yeah, you rubbed that one in, E-Man. No, we I mean, saw that. I mean, I mean, like, you know, I felt bad. I was like, oh, Aaron sold out. Stupid idiot. Oh, shit. Wait, wrong thread. <laughs> John sold out. <laughs> he he no, was trying, to, it, okay? warn, he was trying to warn you guys. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if it's possible. Is it? I don't want to encourage, but, you know, much like sneakers, I get botted out every time now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like. It's yes. starting to happen more and more often. The buyer yeah. bots are real. I don't even know how to do that stuff. Like quick you little program them. a couple you little... download them some of them are free yeah. some of them you pay for it and it's like it's not even one second it's one millionth of a second and they buy it oh really yeah yeah it's not even you you have no chance to physically click in and out so the other thing that i'm into is i guess japanese import toys and stuff like that like macross and you know things like that and and it's the same thing it's like 
you immediately get on and these sites are getting hammered. I'm like, how did I miss out? Like I'm literally like on it right now and it's all gone. No, check so, this out. Even the bots now, even the bots have waiting lists to get on the bots. What? <laughs> and some of them are even up to like 50 bucks a month that guys will pay for them. Even up to $500 to buy into a bot. Whoa. Wow. But you'll, but you'll get them, but you'll get the stuff. Yeah. So then um, I guess in terms of other stuff I'm working on, like you guys just saw, I dropped the state cover mm -hmm. uh, today. Um, doing also another Transformers, probably dropping tomorrow okay um and then i'm doing uh another one that's a little bit more secret but um a collection of artists and we're doing sort of like retro gaming stuff which is cool so oh, nice nice we're ready for that we are all ready I'm, for that. I'm ready for that one right there um me um, luke and i were the gamers of the group so yeah yeah we are wait. big time ready i can't wait so look out look out for that and then um also the uh my my covers for death metal i've got a couple of those that are coming out for for dc and those are those are gonna be cool and stuff like that and have they come out yet the the what they look like nope i've only dropped teasers oh. for now oh because i was so, like wait a minute i haven't i've been, I've been reading been, death metal i've been I reading death metal seen any yeah any uh previews for your covers that's why so for now there's two of them that i've done so look out for that and, okay. and whatnot and a bunch of stuff that's still kind of um i can't talk about yet but there's a lot of stuff going on i just stuff with ilm I, still too every so often and stuff like that there's always you know the movie stuff that kind of creeps up and, and whatnot too and i'm also doing a lot of uh you know work with you know a few of the toy companies and and whatnot some three zero stuff and also you know hasbro and stuff like that so I just, want to say, I just want to say real fast before we let you go, John, your Transformers and your G.I. Joe work, honestly, absolutely amazing. Like, I perfect, really, perfect. Thank really, you. really perfect. enjoyed the Thank work. You. Those are awesome. If I have any more money after I drop my money on your death metal, I'm probably going to buy some of the you know, Transformers <laughs> stuff. Like, I wanted to get some of the Transformers stuff before your interview today. I just couldn't because... You know, your other stuff dropped. I was trying to get your last Ronin stuff. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I was trying to get. Let, let, yeah. let me ask you guys a question. Is it too frequent? What? what? Oh. The drops? No, no, no. Yeah. Your stuff? No. No. Not no. at all. No. Nope. Your stuff? Not, not at, all. at all. It's just, John, just right. John Jang, you're, you're top of the list. You are definitely top of the list. It's oh, just right. I it's appreciate it. Like I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, it's like J. Scott Campbell where he's every day. He's got something yeah, new. Scott Campbell's every day. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. He, if, there, if, there, if, if he subscribes to emails, he, yeah, he sends a lot of emails. It's like, like, I, it's I, like I, it's the, two is a he day. doing a lot of variants these days? That's all he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all he does. He has. There is no convention season, so he's gonna have to yeah. sell that stuff online. And <laughs> and he he um he doesn't work with any retailers, so he has his own website. So he does his own direct dot campbell uh, dot wow. com okay yeah. because he can i mean he's yeah. he's at the top right now i mean he's he's variant number one is jay scott he's campbell killing it yeah he's but killing it. see that's what see this is what the c-list villains does though see we're gonna get john to the top that's what's gonna <laughs> we happen we're gonna john get we're kingmakers we are <laughs> kingmakers king we're getting john to the top 
we're gonna we're gonna fucking do that whatever we can. We <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. We are here to help we you. We are here to help you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you guys. I, I, I really I really do. This was this was a lot of fun. So one of the one of the best interviews you had. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right guys, thank All you. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Sealess Villains Podcast your cultivators of the comic culture. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. All you got to do is search for Sealess Villains. If you want to send us an email, you can contact us at sealessvillains at gmail.com. Make sure you follow Luke Weeks on Facebook and Instagram and join its Facebook group, Rare Keys and First Appearance Comics, also known as RKFA Comics. I'm your host, AJ, and you can find me on Instagram, AJ the Comic Collector. Thank you, and see you next episode.